Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a very beautiful and powerful Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Sholoim Rav Lo'ivei Teresecho. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Mitzoy Shabbos, on that Shabbos was Parshas HaYeshev, which was also the Shabbos that blessed the month of Teves. And the Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse in his room in the year Tavshin Lamedches, 46 years ago, Ten years later, in honor of Yutis Kislev, in the year Tavshin Memches, 36 years ago, Jebber went on to certify and edit this Hasidic discourse. So again, the Hasidic discourse is based in the verse in Psalms where King David says, Shalom Rav, tremendous peace, a huge amount of peace, that those that love the Torah of Kaddish Baruch Hu. And Rebbe says that the previous Rebbe, points out in the Chassidic Discourse with this title, in the year Tavshin Dalid, which is interesting, it's actually exactly 80 years ago, of uh, in Parshish Vayeshev, which is a continuation of the Chassidic Discourse of the, of, of Padre B'Shalom, of the year Yutes Kislev Tavshin Dalid, again, 80 years ago, and he asks over there a question, what's like there, Shalom Rav, a huge amount of peace, in other words, so obviously, there's different levels in peace. There's regular peace, and like the like in the Chassidic discourse, the language Rabbi uses is like shalom ma'at, a small amount of peace. But then there's shalom rav. There's a huge amount of peace. So that's question one. What does it mean when King David says shalom rav? What's the uh, what's what's regular peace? What's small peace? What's big peace, etc. Also, he asks. It says, those that love the Torah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But the question is, one second, we know Torah, when you learn Torah, how do you learn Torah? Use Chachma, Bina, use your intellect. Like it says clearly in the Torah, this is our wisdom and understanding. So seemingly, he should have used a term that expresses more of idea of about Torah, not the expression of love. Love is more of an emotion. Why is he using the idea of an emotion when it comes to Torah? And he explains over there that what it says, those that love the Torah, in other words, so he explains it, it doesn't mean they love the Torah because of the ideas, the values, the teachings, the insights, the chachma, the wisdom of it, but it's referring to the fact that it's a Torah Hashem. And it was the love is not necessarily for the Torah, even though it's as well, but the point the verse is bringing out, it's the love for the one that gave the Torah, referring to Baruch Hu. And that's why it says, Shalom Rav. Great peace is going to be to those that love the Torah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In other words, the peace that happens by learning Torah is regular peace. In other words, when you learn Torah, that's regular peace. But those that love the giver of the Torah, in other words, not only do you love the Torah, but you love, love Hashem, then you get the blessing of tremendous peace. It never points out that this is also self-understood. It also applies about loving another person. Why? Because when you love another individual, obviously, Israel, that's the vessel to love Hashem. And up to the point we know it's really one, loving Hashem and loving another human being, since Hashem created us all one. So to recap, what the Rebbe is explaining over here is the verse in Psalms, that Shalom Rav is referring to a huge amount of peace, 
And that comes In other words, you learn Torah, you love the ideas in Torah, that's a regular piece. That's a tremendous gift of peace. But when you love Hashem, the giver of the Torah, and you love the Jewish people, which is all one with Hashem, then you get the tremendous gift of great peace. Now, this idea of loving the Torah of Hashem, in other words, we're loving the fact that the giver of the Torah, so he explains in that Hasidic discourse, how do we come to that level? To love Hashem, the one that gave us the Torah. So in order to acquire that love for our Kaddish Baruch Hu, that comes by doing work, the spiritual work of prayer. Through working and prayer, then we will come to the love for our Kaddish Baruch Hu. In other words, because we know the main spiritual work, we have physical work, we have spiritual work. The main spiritual work that we have to do is to love Hashem, to love HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Like it says in the Zoyar, less polchono, kepolchono derech misa, there's no greater effort like the, like the love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's, what, that's where the real power is, and that comes through prayer. And, the, and, and, and this idea is connected to, the, to our spiritual work. And as we know, what's our spiritual work in this word, in, 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 to tra- transform and refine ourselves? That's the avoid of the work of prayer. Why? Because when a person prays and works hard in prayer, not just says the words, but you meditate and you, you, you try to uh, connect to Kaddish Baruch Hu's prayer, the goal is a prayer to come to loving Hashem. So if you ask yourself before prayer and after prayer, if your love for Hashem is the same, maybe go back and try to pray a little deeper and a little more kavanah, a little more intention, so you'll have more of a love of Kaddish Baruch Hu. Now, so in other words, this that we're saying is, when a person loves the Hashem, the one that gave us the Torah, comes by the introduction of prayer. Why? Because when a person prays, you come to loving Hashem. And once you love Hashem, then you love the giver of the Torah. In other words, because the love for the Torah is because, not of the Torah inside itself, but the actual one that gives us the Torah. And that's what's explained in many, many places. In reference to the what it says in the Talmud, of the prayer of Abba bin Yamin. And what did he say? He prayed that my prayer should be next to my bed. What does that mean? That the quality of learning Torah, the high level quality, that comes only after the prayer. In other words, even though prayer is one idea, and Torah study is another idea, but when a person goes before you study Torah, and you prepare yourself by prayer, then what happens is that the, so not only is the prayer deep, but your Torah is higher, up to the point that you reach the level, what, of loving the one that gave us the Torah. So what is explaining over here beautifully, just to recap is, that in order to receive the tremendous gift of, of blessings of peace, which comes of loving Hashem, the giver of the Torah, how do we accomplish that? We accomplish that by the prayer before we learn Torah. I was going to go on to explain this based on what it's taught in the Talmud, based on the verse in the prophet, it says like this. The prophet says, Why did we lose the land? And the prophet says, Because we forsook the Torah. The Torah of Hashem, and it says, and the expression is Torah C, my Torah, referring to the fact that it's God's Torah. In other words, we learned Torah. The problem was we didn't make the blessing on the Torah. What does that mean? That when you make the blessing before you learn Torah, it's not just you making a blessing like you make any on anything you eat or before you do anything else, but it's it's an important component of our spiritual work. And up to the point, like you see the prophet says, that why did we lose the land of Israel? Because we didn't make the blessing on Torah. 
in, in other words, our, our spiritual work is to, to when we before we study Torah to realize that it's a Kaddish Baruch Hu Torah, and that's why he says we didn't make the blessing on Torah, and that's and because of that it's called you forsook the Torah. So in other words, you can learn Torah and you can really be engaged in Torah, but if you don't make the blessing first, which means you don't realize that it's a Kaddish Baruch Hu Torah, you forsook the Torah because you're not recognize that it's coming from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And <coughs> and it's not only you're, you're forsaking the Torah. Like the, the, what, does the, what does the expression say uh, that you azafta must see that you basically forsook the Torah of a Baruch Hu. And that's the whole idea of making a blessing before you learn Torah. Why? Because you want to draw in, draw in a blessing and a, a big flow into the Torah. Because the Torah is Torah, but you want to make you want to you want to make it alive. The way you make it alive, the way you fuel blessings into the Torah is making the blessing beforehand. And like it's, it's, it's understood from the blessing, from the, from the, from the language of Baruchu B'Torah, making the blessing in Torah. In other words, Baruchu comes, is a blessing, but also Baruch means it brings down energy. In other words, it should have said making the blessing before it. Doesn't it mention the word Torah? But why does it say in, in, in before Torah? It doesn't mean making a blessing on Torah. Because blessing means drawing down. Like it's brought down in many places in Kabbalah and Ksidut. Hamavrich has a When you bring in, you create a, a flow that, that, that water and, and, and can go, go, go to the, to, to the vineyard. So when we make the blessing and we're drawing in that powerful blessing. So this idea of planting, in other words, which is all part of us preparing a vineyard that, that should be able to produce grapes, it's, it ap- applies over here as well. Why? Because learning Torah and doing mitzvot, that is planting godliness into this world. And we make the blessing before you learn Torah, which basically we're doing is we're drawing in the infinite part of Hashem, Oyrein Saif, into the Torah. And that is the whole idea of being busy with learning Torah and those Torah for its, for its, for for in a pure state and for the sake of our Kaddish Baruch Hu, and it's not learning Torah because you want to understand something, you want to you want to learn something, you want to acquire knowledge, etc. But you want to connect with the Torah itself. What does that mean? The goal is to bring in the infinite light of a Kaddish Baruch Hu into the Torah, which is even higher than Chachma, because Torah is Chachma. But by making the blessing, you bring in the infinite light. And like it's brought down in Sefer Haboyer, which is from the Zohar, and another uh, a classical book called Me'ena Chachma, that basically King David united the Torah to Kaddish Baruch Hu. It means he brought in godliness into the Torah. And that's why the verse says that you forsook my, to- my Torah, referring to Kaddish Baruch Hu, that means we didn't make the blessing beforehand. In other words, because when a person makes a blessing before you learn Torah, then it becomes a Kaddish Baruch Hu's Torah. What does that mean? You're drawing in the infinite part of Hashem into the Torah. However, unfortunately, you don't make the blessing beforehand, you forsook my Torah. Because then you have Torah like a standalone Torah. And you're not bringing in the revelation of the infinite part of Hashem, which is higher than Chachma. So the Rebbe's bringing from this from the, from the prophet is that the power of making a blessing before Torah is not just you making a blessing. You're actually, when you're making a blessing, you're drawing in the infinite light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the Torah. Now, so, when, so, so the Rebbe now asks the question, one second. We all know that Torah stand alone, just learning Torah. It's the Torah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's not someone else's Torah. And we know the Torah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu belongs to Hashem. And Hashem and His wisdom, which is basically the Torah, the wisdom of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is all one. And matter of fact, even when a person learns Torah, and you're in an impure state, you're still learning the HaKadosh Baruch Hu Torah. 
And we know Torah does not, does not receive any defilement. Like it says in Chazal, based on the verse, that my words are like fire. Just like fire does not, cannot become impure. The same thing also, when you learn Torah, it doesn't become impure. Now, even though that a person that's impure, that learns Torah, is not he cannot connect God and Torah, and he also cannot he's not he he's not he's not able to make the blessing beforehand, which means he can't bring in the infinite part of Hashem into Torah. But nevertheless, it, let's say he's even lacking that part, but it's still the words of Hashem, and it's just like a fire that that, that you can elevate it. So why are we saying is that when you don't make the blessing, you're you're la- you're, you're, you're you're like you're, you're lacking the most important part, learning Torah. It's the Torahs of Hashem. Shabbos itself understood that obviously when a person learns Torah, and even when you're impure, yes, it's the words of Hashem, it's the wisdom of Hashem, and as we know, the wisdom of Hashem is all one, but that's all on a concealed level. And you can't compare when you're learning Torah, see the Torah of Hashem in a revealed state. And especially when you make the blessing of Baruch Torah, you're drawing in the revelation of the infinite light, which is higher than Chachmah into the Torah. So notice the Rebbe is pointing out an important point. Even though, yes, when you make the blessing, you're drawing an infinite light of Hashem into the Torah. And if you don't make the blessing, you're still connecting to Kaddish Baruch Hu, and you should still learn Torah. But what's happening is all on a concealed level. Versus when you make the blessing, you acknowledge, I am going now to learn a Kaddish Baruch Hu's Torah. You're actually creating a channel to bring in the godly light, the iron Saif, which is higher than Chachma, and the Torah becomes a whole different uh, type of study. So based on this, Rebbe explains that this quality of learning Torah, which comes after prayer, is not only referring to the, to, the, to, the, to the person that's studying Torah. In other words, that when a person studies Torah after he prays, is on the level of, oh, you have a Torah secha. He loves the giver of the Torah because he had the instruction of prayer. But even in reference to the actual Torah that you're learning, why? Because when you make the blessing beforehand, you actually bring in the Oyrein Saif, the infinite light of Hashem into the Torah. So it's referring to what? Learning Torah after prayer. So you know, what Rebbe is saying is there's two, two things that happen. When you make the blessing, which means you're acknowledging it's Hashem's Torah, A, the person um, it, 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 the person becomes uh, on a different level. The, t- the person that's learning is, is on a different level. But even the Torah itself is on a different level because you're infusing in the Torah the Oyrin Saif light. How is that? Because in order to bring in the Oyrin Saif, the infinite light of Kashbaruch into the Torah, in order for that to go into the Torah, it ha- has to be in a way, and I'll say it in Hebrew and I'll translate it, when you're learning Torah in a way of Bittal. Bittal means you're totally accepting. You're creating an openness. And in order for learning Torah should be in a way that you're totally accepting, you're a total vessel to receive the powerful light, that happens through prayer. So Deborah's adding now a very, very important point. That A, the person learning is different. B, the Torah is different. And what it accomplishes on practical terms is when you make the blessing, it's Hashem's Torah, you become bottle, you become accepting. And once you become accepting, you become like a real sponge that's able to receive everything. How do you become into that state of your accepting? That's when you pray first. Why is that? Because prayer is all about bittle. Real prayer is all about acceptance. Why, how do we know that? Because when a person prays 
and especially you do the Shmon Esrei, how are you supposed to stand there? Just like a servant in front of his master. It's, which is a very, very high level of acceptance. And it's even higher than the level of acceptance of Krishna. Why? Because when a person says Krishna, Shema Yisrael, so even though we know you're not allowed to make, you know, make winks with your eyes and to, to say any, 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 any expressions with your, with your lips, etc., or to point things out with your, with your, with your fingers, etc., but, but the fact is, now, for certain things, you're allowed to pause when you, you're saying Shema. However, when, it, when you're saying the Shema Esrei, there's, no, there's nothing. You're totally in a state of total acceptance of Kaddish Baruch Hu. Up to the point that even Krishna, we know, so when you say Shema, you can do it when you're sitting down. When you do the Shema Esrei, you have to stand up. And 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 the, 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 in order to pray, you have you also the Shmon Esrei. You have to you have to you have to be standing. Now, what's the practical of it? You say, what's the difference between Shema? You're sitting and, and Shmon Esrei. You're standing. With the difference between sitting and standing, because what does sitting mean? You're calm. You're relaxed. And like Rashi says in in, in the Torah, in, re- in reference to Yesh of Yaakov, Yaakov uh, uh, sat down. What does that mean? He wanted to be calm. And as what is sitting? Sitting creates you in a state of you know you're relaxed. However, when you're standing, it's a whole different experience. Over there, you're totally in a level of bittal, which means acceptance. Now, when a person goes ahead and prays, and you're on the level of, of bittal, of prayer, you're in the level of acceptance, so what happens then is, when you do that by prayer, the learning Torah afterwards, that becomes on the same level of bittal, of acceptance, like in prayer. And through that, you're able to bring in the infinite part of Hashem in, in, into the learning. So this is also the connection between the two different com- two different commentaries um, in the Medrash, based on the verse in the Torah. The Torah says like this: When Yaakov had a dream, so it says, "Vehine sulam mutzav arza." There was a ladder that was started on the floor, and the head of the ladder was in heaven. So, what is this ladder? So, there's two different commentaries. One commentary says this ladder was the ramp. The ramp is referring to prayer. You're going up the ramp. And the second opinion is that the the, the the ladder is referring to Mount Sinai, which is Torah. In other words, so you see that you have both. The 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 the, 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 the ladder is referring to a either prayer or Torah. Why is that? Because when a person starts off as an introduction with prayer, which means acceptance. So then, what happens is you elevate even the Torah. How do you do that? Because when you have the acceptance, you bring in the revelation of the infinite light of our Kaddish Baruch Okay. So, <clears throat> in other words, to recap before we go forward, what Rebbe is saying is that the ultimate goal is the greatest blessings comes through those that love the Torah. How do you love the Torah? By prayer. And and prayer creates the, the environment of bittal acceptance, and that creates the bittal learning Torah, and you're able to join the infinite life of Kadosh and now you're able to receive the greatest lasting of peace. But now the says, one sec, we have to understand this verse, which we which we're just learning, shalom rav, tremendous amount of peace to those that love Torah secha, the Torah Kadosh that comes in continuation and in addition to another verse in the prophets. What's the other verse in the prophets? It says, "V'chol bonayich lemudi Hashem." All the your 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 sons are the ones that um, are learning from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. V'rav shalom bonayich, and a lot of peace to your to your to, to your children. So seemingly, even regular learning Torah of your children, which means they're learning a Torah Hashem. In other words, also 
it comes after prayer. Because it, 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 it says Rav Shalom, the verse itself says Rav Shalom. Since it says Rav Shalom, which means an abundance of peace, how do you have abundance of peace? It comes through, through, through prayer. So that verse is also talking about the, the, the reward they're going to get for learning Torah, which comes after prayer. And he explains in that specific discourse that when it says Shalom Rav, which means a lot of peace, uh, are specifically to those that learn Torah, means they love the Torah, that it's the Torah Hashem. So this love, we said, comes after the introduction of prayer. So what if that's the case, what is this verse adding, Shalom Rav Terzecha, Al Rav Shalom Baruch? what we became annoyed that Rav, we're going to have tremendous peace, those that love the Torah of Hashem, which comes after prayer. So that we already have another verse in the prophets that teaches to us. What, what is this, what is this verse, what is this verse, um, Shalom Rav adding over that verse? Rav explains like this. We know it's brought down in Chazal, based on the verse of a Rav Shalom Benayich, the second verse we're talking about. So it says, don't read Benayich, your sons, El Benayich, those that are builders. What does it mean they're builders? In other words, what is a building? It's referring to the Torah scholars that they're actually um, occupied in building the world. So Torah scholars are building the world. So it says, this is the difference between these two verses. <clears throat> the verse for Rav Shalom Benoyich, which is referring to what? The fact that Torah scholars affect change in the world. In other words, what Torah scholars build the world through learning Torah. When you learn Torah, you're not just learning Torah, acquiring knowledge. You're creating godly light in the world and you're building the world. So what is that referring to? It's referring to mainly bringing peace in the world. When people sit and learn Torah, you're literally bringing peace in the world by learning Torah. And as we know, because the Torah was given to bring peace into the world. So the, the, the verse for Chobah Nayik is referring to the fact that you learn Torah, you're bringing peace in the world. However, the second verse, the one that we're talking about till now, in this discourse, Shalom Ravler Teresacha, he's adding that the, that the peace is not only to the world, but it's also to the Torah scholars as well. The Oyave, referring to the ones that love the Torah. In other words, and that's why specifically in this verse, it says, Oyave Torah the ones that love, referring to the people that love your Torah. In other words, that the love is to the one that gave the Torah, according to, according to our, uh, referring to Hashem, and that happens after our spiritual work of prayer, because in order to bring tremendous amount of peace um, into the world, you don't necessarily have to have the, the prayer beforehand. Learn Torah, you're bringing peace into the world. But in order to bring tremendous amount of peace into the Torah scholars itself, you have to have the spiritual work of prayer. So in other words, the is bringing now a major, a, 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 a major distinction between learning Torah and learning Torah, which comes after prayer. A person learns Torah, it's amazing, you're bringing peace into the world, and that's huge. But when a person learns Torah after they prayed, which means after they had the bittle, the acceptance, then you bring, the, then you bring peace into yourself and to the people into the world. And that's a whole different level. And Rebbe says we're going to expand this uh, uh, with an introduction based on what's explained in the Hasidic Discourse, uh, which is titled Shalom Rav of Tavshandal, which we mentioned before, which is from the previous sermon from 80 years ago. And he explains over there as follows. In reference to the work of tzaddikim, righteous people, that they keep the world alive that was created with 10 utterances. 
So we know when Hashem created the world, how did he create it? With ten utterances. And so the tzaddikim, the righteous people, they keep the world alive that was created with ten utterances. Because that's the whole idea of a, of a Torah scholar. What are we busy with? Keeping the world alive. Why is that? Because the ten utterances that Hashem used to create the world are connected to the ten commandments that Hashem gave us on Mount Sinai. In other words, like it says in the Torah, Asara Asara HaKapashak al which means that the, uh, the, the, the Ten Commandments infuses the Ten Utterance to keep the world alive. And this that we say that the scholars build the world, which means, what does it mean they build the world? They're drawing in the Ten Commandments. And as we know, in the Ten Commandments, you have the whole Torah in the Ten Commandments. Even what any scholar is going to teach, Tomashiach comes. And they bring that, those Ten Commandments of the Torah into the Ten Utterance that were used to create the world. Now, so one second. So what, what is Rebbe saying? The job of us Torah scholars to, to learn Torah, to bring the Ten Commandments into the world. Rebbe says, one second. The fact is, we know Hashem created the world, He created a complete world. You know, it's through the Ten Orients, God's revealed to the world. But nevertheless, Rebbe explains the intent is for human beings to come into the world, to bring in an additional light to the world. Yeah, Hashem created the world, 100%. Our job is to bring more light into the world. Up to the point that we have to bring in a light which is higher than our source. How do we bring in a powerful light which is higher than our source? That happens through Torah, which is the Ten Commandments. And that's why it says that Torah scholars add, marbim, they add peace in the world. And specifically adding, because the, the peace in the world that happens through the Torah scholars, <clears throat> it's not only to negate negative things that happen through sin, through sins. In other words, that, that we're trying to keep the world on par for when Hashem created it. Hashem created the world. People sins a lack of sin. So you can say the job is to bring it back to, 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 to where, to where it was in the beginning. And <clears throat> up to the, and, and up to the point that because of this powerful idea that they're learning Torah, so you don't have to do anything, anything, any, anything, anything specific unique, because the fact is when a person sins and creates a concealment, um, through sinning, and, um, so you, you just bring it back to its first state. But that's not the goal. The goal is not just that God created the world, God's revealed. People sin, God's concealed. The goal is not just to bring back the same revelation, but more than that, they add peace in the world. Virav shalom which means that you, just like an abundance of peace, like it's going to be like Mashiach comes. Why is that? Because when a person learns Torah, you bring in what? The essence of the infinite light, which is higher than the source of worlds. And this, and by doing that, we actually fulfill God's tremendous desire to make a dwelling place for him down here in the world. So in other words, recap, what Rebbe is saying is the goal is not just to clean up the mess. The goal is to bring in a more powerful, marvel shalom, a higher light than existed before when Hashem created the world. And the Rebbe is going to explain as follows. What does it mean, marvel shalom, adding peace in the world, like in a deeper level? So we'll understand, based on what it's brought down, it says that the, the, the existence of the world happens when you bring into the Ten Utterances the Ten Commandments. So we're infusing the Ten Commandments of the Torah into the Ten Utterances that created the world. So you can say, what does that mean? That the Ten Commandments that were given to us by Matan Torah, 
means that the the, the um, existence of the world it, it happens through a ten, ten Commandments, which means the spiritual work of learning Torah and doing mitzvahs of after Matan Torah, because we receive the Ten Commandments from Matan Torah. In other words, even though you're going to say one second, before God gave us a Torah, we had the Avos, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And we know the Avos are the chariots of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And they brought in more light into the world, higher than the light of the ten, ten, ten utterances. But nevertheless, because the spiritual work of the Avos, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, they did it on their own accord. Avram searched out HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yitzchak, you know, initiated a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The same thing Yaakov as well. So therefore, the light that comes through their spiritual work is only something that a, 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 cre- a creation could, could could reach. And like, if you know the example of the the the, the uh, spring that flow into the base of Mikdash that you can only get from its source. So, but you cannot compare the power that we, the energy we can bring in after you do it today, learn Torah and do mitzvahs after Matan Torah. And more than that, even the spiritual work of Adam Arishan, the first primordial man, and, and we know he was in the Garden of Eden, like it says clearly in Torah, he put him in the Garden of Eden to, 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 to which means to, to, to observe, to observe the mitzvahs. And when he was in there it was before the sin. So obviously it was even higher than the, the levels, more pure than the Avais, Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. And the light that comes through their spiritual work in Gan Eden is much higher. <clears throat> Up to the point that you can say that the Avoidah of Adam in the Garden of Eden before the sin <clears throat> is just like the level of doing a mitzvah after Matan Torah. And like it's like it says clearly when it says the avda little what does it mean the avda? What, what kind of work was he doing there? He was doing the avda referring to two hundred forty eight positive commandments. Or the shamra to to watch it was to to not to not to transgress the three hundred sixty one negative commandments. Now the spiritual work of Adam Arishan in the Garden of Eden, the avda shamra is just like the two hundred forty eight positive commandments, the three sixty one negative commandments, which comes after after Martin Torah. But nevertheless. Even though it was a very, very high level, Azamarishain, but nevertheless, even his drawing in the light, it was only a ray. Why? Because we know until God gave the Torah of Mount Sinai, there was a decree. High things stay on high, low things stay on low. So even though he did, he drew it in, but he wasn't able to bring, he was only able to bring in a ray, he couldn't bring in the powerful light itself. However, after God gave us a Torah and he commanded us to learn Torah and do the mitzvahs. So today when someone learns Torah, someone does a mitzvah. So we draw in, because now the decree was nullified, we have the power to draw in atzmos. When we learn Torah and we do mitzvahs, we have the power to draw in the essence of a Kaddish Baruch himself. So based on this one, this one understand even deeper why it says Marvin Shalom, that a Torah scholar adds peace into the world. What does it mean we're adding peace? So it is not only do we bring in the revelation of the infinite part of Hashem, which is higher than the source of the worlds, but also we have the power, now here we go a step deeper, to bring in the essence of Hashem, which is the completion of making a dwelling place for the essence of Hashem, which means we're making a dwelling place for the Atmos, the essence of a Kaddish Baruch Hu into this world. Now, the other says, since we know, and I'll say it in Hebrew, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu does not hold back 
He doesn't hold back giving a reward. You do a mitzvah, you learn Torah, Hashem is happy to pay up. He gives reward in abundance. So therefore, the tremendous peace that happens in the world through the Torah scholars that study Torah and make God make a dwelling place for God into this world. So even though it's, it, it's bringing enlightenment to the world, but it also comes to the Torah scholar as well. In other words, the pleasure that the creator of the world has, that we're making for him a dwelling place down here. You learn Torah, you do a mitzvah, so you make him a dwelling place. Hashem gets tremendous pleasure from that. And that gets revealed to the Torah scholars that make the dwelling place for Hashem. And that revelation is even higher than the reward we're going to receive in the world to come. Why? Because the reward in the world to come, uh, so that is the reward that we're receiving as a, a creation of HaKadosh Baruch and you can't compare that to the pleasure that Hashem has from us doing a mitzvah. And that's how we know it's better. It's better to do tshuva, to return to Hashem and do mitzvah in this world than all the life in the world to come. Because in the world to come, which that's where we're going to get the reward for the mitzvahs, that's going to be our enjoyment of, 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 of doing the mitzvahs. Which you can't compare to the enjoyment that Hashem gets from doing a mitzvah of our tshuva and our mois and toivim. Now, so since a kashbarker doesn't hold back, so what's going to happen is even the tzaddikim that created the the that Hashem should be happy, so they're also going to receive the the, the 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 enjoyment that Hashem has for us doing the mitzvahs. Now, so the fact is, Hashem is willing to give us the greatest gifts, the greatest presence, but in order to be able to be on a vessel. For this tremendous pleasure that Kaddish has, which is way off something that we, we can appreciate and, and receive, because uh, the fact is, when Hashem is happy of us learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, Hashem is happy. So that is, in the words of Kabbalah, it's called Tainug Ha'atzmi. We know in the Svirot, Kesser is the highest, and in Kesser is Tainug. So it's the most deepest pleasure, essential pleasure of the essence of Kaddish and you can't even like describe it. So if we want to receive that tremendous gift where Hashem is happy with us, you have to be a vessel. In order to be a vessel, the, again, the, 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 the key to becoming a vessel is bitul batachlis. We're total acceptance. We're, 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 we don't exist. We're just here as a creation of a Kaz like it says, like the Rebbe gives an example, it says, Man Pnei Adon Hashem, what is the face of a Kaddish Baruch Hu? It's referring to Rashbi because he was totally humbled. Or like another verse says, Hashem Behechel Kachay. God was in the holy, holy space of Rebbe Lazar, when it was, was referring to in, 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 in his domain where, where, he, where he was. So as we just become a vessel. In other words, through that, when you become a vessel, you're able to receive the tremendous pleasure and tainug of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Because the fact is, the tainug of a Kaddish becomes our pleasure. And like, for example, to give us an example, like a servant. Because a servant, a real servant, doesn't have its own agenda. Has, doesn't even, doesn't have any, any requirements or agenda or, or, or preconceived notions. All he is, is whatever the master wants. In other words, the pleasure of the master becomes the pleasure of the servant. So the, the way to receive the greatest powerful energy is just becoming, just becoming bittle. Don't exist. Whatever Hashem, He name me, whatever you need me. And that's why it says, Shalom Rav, an abundance amount of peace. Those that love the Torah of Baruch Hu, 
And I was referring to the Torah that it's Hashem's Torah. Because the vessel to Shalom Rav, the vessel to great peace, the vessel to receive the, the pleasure that a Kaddish Baruch Hu has, that is Bittol Batachlis, total sense of acceptance. <coughs> and, well, acceptance of what? We love the fact that it's Hashem's Torah. And as when you learn Torah, and when you when you do the mitzvahs, you're not doing it for a reward. Because you don't want anything. You're not learning Torah for a reward, or mitzvahs for a reward. No, you don't want anything. What's the purpose? Why are we learning Torah? Why are you doing mitzvahs? I love Hashem. Just like Avram Avinu, he served Hashem only out of love. So how do you come to that powerful level? Hello, whatever Hashem, whatever you want, that happens through prayer. Like we learned before. That based on the Hasidic discourse of, of the previous sermon, Shalom Rav and Tafshin Dalit, that those that love the Torah comes only after you did your spiritual work and prayer. Why? Because what is the essence of real prayer? Real prayer is total acceptance. And therefore, when a person goes ahead and prays and does the work of prayer to totally accept the Kaddish Baruch Hu, you come to the level of acceptance that you're nothing and the only existence that you have is the existence of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, the Creator. And that's why in the verse, for Rav Shalom Benoich, so in the second verse, it doesn't say loving a Kaddish Baruch Hu, the Torah, which is referring to what? The, 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 the prayer. Because in order to bring in peace into the world, Knows the Torah scholars that build the world by bringing in a Kaddish Baruch into the world. So we know that even without prayer, and even if you're lacking, you know, to be a God-fearing person, you can come up with the right halacha. You can come up with the right law, Jewish law. And when you when you give a, a, a ruling based on what Torah wants us to do, and, and and you follow the ruling, so you bring peace into the world. But in order to bring this powerful energy into the scholars themselves. And to become a vessel for it, that only happens what by proper prayer first, which creates a state of what a bittel. Now, as <clears throat> so never goes now, takes it a step further. He says like this: Everything possible to say that the vessel for this powerful re- revelation of the pleasure that God has with us learning Torah and mitzvahs is not only like we learned till now. You have to be an eved. You have to be totally bottle. But even if you're on the level of ben. Even in your level of a son, you can also be the, the recipient of this, such, a, such powerful energy. And especially, as we know, the idea of the Jewish people were mainly with sons of Kaddish Baruch Hu, like the author explains in Lent and Tanya. So therefore, since we're sons, it applies to a son level as well. Now, and so this, that the, the verse... Shalom Rav which means the abundance of blessing comes to those our love Hashem, which is basically the level of Bittal, comes after the verse of Shalom Rav, uh, Rav Shalom Benoich, in other words, which is a reward for sons as well. And the fact that we bring peace in the world. The level what? Of sons. <clears throat> so even though we said, don't call it Benoich sons, but they're building the world. So we know that the rule is that when it says don't call it, when the verse says don't call it sons, but call it builders of the world, it's not negating the simple simple understanding. It's adding. Besides the fact there are sons, they're also building the world. In other words, that the reward for the reward of a lot of peace, which is basically the, the pleasure of Kaddish Baruch Hu, is also literally for, for sons as well. So now the Rebbe established a new idea that what? That the reward is not only if you're at a level of bit, a bit of acceptance, but even the level of, of, of a, a benoyach, of a son. 
How, how does that work? Never explains as follows. But there's a standard with an introduction. What the Alterb explains, as we know, the Alterb is the, the uh, celebrating the redemption of going out of prison in Yutas Kislev, 19th Kislev. So he explains in his classical works on the Parsha Torah, in the Hasidic discourse starting by Yeshav Yaakov Eretz Ben So he explains the difference between learning Torah and doing mitzvot. And he says as follows When a person does a mitzvah, so the person fulfilling the mitzvah is in a level of acceptance. You're an Eved, you're a servant. Hashem asked me to do it, I'm doing it. In other words, like a servant that's fulfilling the command of the king, you do whatever Hashem tells you to do. So mitzvahs were like a servant. However, when it comes to learning Torah, you become the king himself. And like it says clearly, man malk, who are kings? The rabbis. So again, mitzvahs were like a servant. Torah, we become like the king himself. In other words, when a person learns Torah on the level of acceptance, then, like the verse says, In other words, the words of Hashem literally go into your mouth. Not that I'm saying the words of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Literally, the words of Hashem come through my mouth. And that gets revealed, and that comes literally out of my throat. And that's why it says, like we said before, who are the kings, the rabbis? In other words, because in order to learn Jewish law, and to come to the right conclusion, you have to be in a level of acceptance, bittal. So in other words, when you're learning Torah in that type of fashion, so literally you become the king because you're just an emissary of the king. Hashem says, and we, we do what Hashem says. And he continues on the altar of the Exodic discourse to explain. And that's why he says, by Yeshav Yaakov, Yaakov sat the Eretz in the land of Migurei, the Eretz in the land, Migurei, the dwelling place of his father. So Meguri, what does Meguri mean? So Meguri was also the expression of Yira. He was an or because it's Baruch Hu. Also, Meguri comes from A, or. B, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, treasure. It's a oitzer, it's a treasure. It's like you have, like, say, a treasure full of uh, fruit. Uh, everything that goes in there. And the truth is they're both correct. Because in other words, what is the treasure of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Yira is Hashem. And like it says, clearly, oitzer shal Yira shemayim. So Yira and oitzer go together. And this insight, actually the Magad of Mezrich, and as we know, the Magad of Mezrich passed away, his yard site is on Yutaski's slave, and he explains in the Torah, said when it says Megure Aviv, so he, the Magad translate, it's referring to his awe for his father in heaven. And in a continuation, he explains that Meguri is also from gathering gathering together. So you see again, Meguri is referring to gathering and awe. And what does it mean, Meguri Aviv? That the awe, the acceptance of the awe, and especially the acceptance of the highest level of awe, that is a vessel, an oitzer, a vessel, to receive the powerful level of Chachmeilah, which is the highest level of Chachm, which is called Aviv. We know Av and Ben, Av and Aim, mother and father, Av is Chachmeilah. And when a person learns Torah with acceptance, then Hashem literally puts the words in his mouth that the words of Hashem becomes, something comes through us. Now, so from this explanation in Torah Ur, that the altar says that the acceptance of Yira, which becomes a vessel for a high level of Chachmah, is called Megurei Aviv. Aviv referring to Chachmei Law. Megurei, the Yira, becomes a vessel for the Chachmei Law. So in other words, that Hashem is called over here, not in a way of a, a master, 
but he's called the father. Migure Aviv. Through Yira, you get the father, the, the father, not the master. And like the, like the Magid says, but Migure Aviv means the Yira, the awe for Aviv Shabbat We call him God. We don't call him God for the master. So what do we see? That this level of bittel, this level of acceptance, is not an acceptance of a servant, but it's an acceptance of a son. And when you, when you, when you're, when you're, when you're accepting like a son, you're accepting the word of Hashem as, as law. And that gets revealed and that, that comes through you. So you're able to have, even as a son, you can have bittel. Because you're not, you don't have your own identity and whatever Hashem wants, you're ready to do. So the Rebbe is revolutionizing over here and he's saying that bittel doesn't only apply in the level of a, of, of, a, of a servant. It applies in the level what of a son as well. And like the author explains in the Kutta Torah, that this, that the souls are called bonin sons, <clears throat> that <clears throat> it's not like a, a, a son down here, that even though the son comes, what's the original origin of the creation of a son? Comes from the intellect of a father, but afterwards you get disconnected, and that's why there's even a Jewish law. Let's say, for example, if you, you, you and your father are going, and you both lost an object, so who's the one that you have to go get first? Yours, because you, even though you come from your father, you're still separate. However, as a soul, we're literally one with the Kashboru. We're not two separate entities. And not only that, this level of acceptance is higher, higher than the acceptance of a servant. And not only that, and like, like it's explained in Torah, that when a person learns Torah and the level of acceptance, so you're not like a servant that's do, do, doing the, the commandments of, 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 of the master, but you literally become um, the king himself. So Deborah's pointing out over here, before we go further, this to recap, Deborah's saying very, very powerfully, saying like this. Up until now, before this new idea, we learned back that you come through bittel of a servant. Now they were saying, no, as a son, we're, son, we're children of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and as a son, we have total bittel of, as a son, child, and we accept what a Kaddish Baruch Hu sums, and then we connect, not as a separate person, but we literally become one with a Kaddish Baruch Hu. We are one with a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And that's why it says, v'chol b'nayich, l'mudei Hashem, v'rav shalom b'nayich. So, all the sons learn, learn Torah of Hashem, and there'll be a lot of peace for the, for the sons. So don't call it sons, but call it those that build the worlds. And then he goes on to say, those that love the Torah. What does that mean? That the work of the Torah scholars, which are called Banayich sons, is like the Magad of Mazur says, based on the verse, that the spiritual work of of the sons, which means, watch our work, to gather the holy sparks and to bring them up higher and higher. And that's why the verse continues on to say, where does this happen? Be'eretz Canaan. What is Eretz Canaan referring to? Like the expression of, of, of a merchant, that the whole reason why the soul comes down into this world is to buy merchandise and specifically in this materialistic world, and elevate the sparks in the physical world. And that's why the, continue, the Torah portion continues that we're gathering different bundles, which was referring to our spiritual work in this world to elevate the holy sparks in the world. And by doing that, of a yesh of Yaakov, knows you want to sit down in peace, both peace in the world. Like we said, the Torah scholar's job is to bring peace in the world. And... A, B, peace into the Torah scholars themselves. 
Like the verse says, Shalom Rav referring to the person himself. Why? Because since the Torah scholars, which are called sons, they're in a level of acceptance, they have total bittal, so therefore the pleasure that Kosh Baruch Hu has, that we're bringing peace in the world, also enters into the Torah scholar himself. And that's why it says, Shalom Rav Lo a tremendous amount of peace to those that love the Torah. In other words, when we go ahead and learn Torah and do mitzvahs, and we're not doing it to receive a reward, that's the key difference. But why are we learning Torah? Why are we doing mitzvahs? Not for any reward, because we love HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We want HaKadosh Baruch Hu to get pleasure. Look down and see that as people, what are we doing? We're doing mitzvot, whether it's tefillin, kashrut, shabbos, mezuzah, loving each other, being happy, being unified, and learning Torah. Hashem looks down, He gets happy. And it's known that the reward, in other words, that, that we receive uh, from like, when Hashem Baruch Hu is happy, you can't compare it to our, our, our satisfaction. So when a person operates on a level of total acceptance, it means all I want to do is make Hashem happy. So what happens when we draw in the, the pleasure and the, and the timing that the Kosh Baruch has, because how do we, how do we draw it in? Because since we don't have any existence on our own, so what happens then is the pleasure of a Kosh Baruch Hu becomes our powerful pleasure. So here we have another powerful Hasidic discourse. And we see that basically, literally, by us doing our avoidah of praying and becoming a level of bittal acceptance and learning Torah and learning Torah with the introduction of prayer and we're realizing that we're learning Kaddish Baruch Torah and we're able to draw in a Kaddish Baruch into the Torah, we literally bring the greatest amount of peace in the world. And we all know that by learning Torah and bringing peace into the world, we'll all merit the coming of Mashiach. And let's hope and pray that God willing, our class, next class will be in Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh. Have a great and blessed week, a full week of learning Torah with tremendous amount of peace in the world and in our lives.